The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. And Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet, even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. I think it's fairly common today to find Catholics who openly disagree with core Catholic teaching. We all know people who say they are Catholic, but who don't come to Mass on Sunday. They only come at Christmas and Easter, if they come at all. We have all heard or read about politicians who say that they are ardent and practicing Catholics, but who publicly support laws that go directly against some of the most basic tenets of morality taught by the Church. And if we were honest with ourselves, we even recognize in our own lives the same tendency. We call ourselves practicing Catholics, and yet we spend more time working on our favorite hobbies than on our prayer life. And we spend more time becoming an expert in our profession than in our faith. And we tolerate in our own lives hidden habits of selfishness and sin while we criticize other people for their more visible faults. And if we think about it a little bit, we can see clearly that this contradiction between what we believe and how we live is not a good thing. It's like the second son in today's parable. He impressed his dad with fancy words and a good show of healthy obedience. But underneath the surface, he was still living his own self-centered gratification, not for the greater good of his mission in the Father's kingdom. And when we fall into that contradiction, that hypocrisy, it's no wonder that we don't grow in our experience of Christ's love and grace. And it's no wonder that we don't grow in wisdom, interior peace, and the deep Christian joy that we all thirst for. Faith, if it's real, makes a real impact in our lives. And when it doesn't, our spiritual growth is stunted. This kind of integrity, not just talking the talk, but also walking the walk, is something that all of us admire in others, but find it difficult to live out ourselves. I think sometimes contemplating the example and the witness of the saints can help strengthen our weakness. St. Euplus is a unique example of this kind of spiritual integrity. He was a Christian who lived in Sicily in the early 300s when the Roman emperors were initiating their final and most brutal persecutions against the church. Euplus had a passion of passionate love for the sacred scriptures and used to study scrolls of the Gospels daily. When a new edict came out condemning the Christians and demanding destruction of all Christian writings, Euplus refused to hide. 
Instead, he marched right up to the governor's palace with a copy of the Gospels under his arm and turned himself in for being a Christian. When questioned, he defended the truth of Christ courageously and intelligently, refusing to compromise his faith. And so the governor threw him into prison and confiscated the sacred books. Three months later, he was dragged out of the prison and interrogated again. And again, he courageously professed his faith in Christ and refused to worship the pagan Roman gods. When asked if he still kept the forbidden writings, he said, yes, he still did. Of course, he had no books, so they asked him to explain. He answered, pointing to his heart, they are within me. And truly they were. In fact, his heart was so firmly immersed in Christ that instead of renouncing his faith, he suffered threats, torture, and in the end was executed by decapitation. St. Euplus truly understood that real faith requires real action. Likewise, if Christ is truly within us, it will show up in what we say and how we live. This honest look at our tendency to be hypocritical, like the second son of today's gospel, can make us feel discouraged. But discouragement never comes from God because God never gives up on us. And when we see that our sinfulness, selfishness, and unchristian habits don't seem to go away no matter how hard we try to overcome them, we have a tendency to give up on ourselves. And when we see the same things in other people, we, need, we tend to give up on them also. But giving up on ourselves and others is not a sign of humility. It's a sign of arrogance. It's a sign that we have discovered the limits of our own natural strength, but we are too arrogant to seek help from the limitlessness of God's supernatural strength. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can help us to change our selfish, sinful ways. And today's psalm reminds us, God is our savior. He is full of mercies. He shows sinners the way and teaches the humble his way. God will strengthen us with his own strength if we come frequently to him in the Holy Eucharist. He will provide his pouring mercy into our hearts if we open them up to receive it in the sacrament of reconciliation. He will enlighten our confusion with his wisdom if we spend time each day reading our Bibles and praying. Today, Jesus is inviting us to renew our hope in the power of his grace. And when we receive him in Holy Communion, let's do just that. Let's tell Jesus we will never again give up on ourselves or others because we hope in him. And this week, let's take as our motto that brilliant phrase from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, I can do all things through him who strengthens me.